Hey everybody, you are back with Brittany. I am the owner of Brittany Elliott LLC and the creator of Back to You in Five. And I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. And today we're going to talk about self-care activities for busy moms. You'll have to bear with me this week because I've had this cough that just will not go away for whatever reason. So I have a cough drop <laughs> while we're getting through this episode, but hey, it is what it is. I'm still going to bring you all the gems as usual. So let's get into it. Sometimes a jump start is all you need to get good habits for your self-care journey. Join the 30-day challenge, Self-Care is Self-Love Today, for 30 days of encouragement and self-care activities to get you on the path to reconnection. Accept the challenge now at backtoun5.com slash challenge. Being busy is not something that goes away overnight. And I honestly don't think it really goes away ever because some moms like myself are busy more often than they are not. So I try to do better at controlling the activities that keep me busy. In most cases, I don't really mind being busy. I just don't want to be busy with a bunch of obligations or things that I really don't want to do or things that I have no interest in. But, you know, a lot of times as mothers, as daughters, as spouses, you know, we we do have things on our to-do list that weren't necessarily our idea or things that we really want to do, but they're things that still need to get done, right? So these self-care activities that we'll talk about today have helped me pour into myself on the busiest of days, and they're great activities to have built into your self-care routine on a regular basis because they make you feel great. First, I like to point out that you are not busy solely because you are a mom, right? You're a mom who is busy with the things on your to-do list. I'm taking the time to talk about this because the way that we speak to ourselves is important and reframing the mind is an important part of your self-care journey. So many moms fall victim to the fact that they are mothers and they fall victim to that instead of just owning that being a mother though it may be the most time-consuming part of your life, is not the only thing bringing value to your life, okay? You, the woman you are, the woman you were before having kids, the woman you've always been and always will be, is the most important part of you. Your laughter, your passions, your hobbies, your interests, your thoughts, your personality. All of that is what makes you you. Not the fact that you are a mother. So I would challenge you to not attach your value to being a mother, but to bring your value along with you 
on your motherhood journey. And I really, really wanted to talk about that because I know so many women, so many mothers who, you know, kind of rate, rate their lives and rate their success in their life on the type of mother they are or whether or not they are a mother. And we really have to stop tying our value to that, especially because number one, motherhood is not for everybody, you know, for a lot of reasons (laughs) or a lot of, a lot of, you know, women who want to become mothers who just, you know, aren't able to, and there are a lot of there are barriers to motherhood to, you know, to be honest, it's, it's not like, you know, everybody just gets to be a mother. Um, so that's part of it. And the other part is when you are a mother, there, there is no grade for it. What we do day in and day out and motherhood is really a long game. I'm hoping that everything that I do as a mother now is going to help my daughter um, really sore and be, you know, a good person in the future. But I honestly am not going to know that for many, many years from now. So, you know, I need to attach my value to doing the right things (laughs) and, you know, moving my life forward because those are tangible things that I can measure now. So now that I've gotten that part of this out of the way, Let's take some time and make some time for these activities. As I talked about in episode one of the season, you may have some time constraints in your life. So it's best to choose simple activities that don't require much thought, that don't require much time. But it's also important to choose activities that don't require a lot of space as well. Committing to your self-care routine requires overcoming a lot of barriers. Time, money, and support were the main ones addressed in episode one. But having enough space, having equipment, knowing how to do the thing, they can all be barriers as well. So here are some simple self-care activities that I recommend because they are pretty easy to fit into busy days. And they've brought me small moments of joy during chaotic days. So our first activity is yoga. And I'll call it yoga or stretching. Yoga has great physical wellness benefits like improving your strength, your balance, and your flexibility. It also has great emotional wellness benefits as well because it relaxes you, it helps you find your center, and it helps you um, sleep better overall. And of course, sleep is a part of your physical wellness, but when you're getting enough sleep, it helps you better deal with anxiety and things like that. Another great activity that I've been doing more often, I've noticed, is deep, intentional breathing. So deep breathing relieves pain and it stimulates the lymphatic system, which detoxifies the body. Now, intentional breathing can give you like short bursts of energy or 
a restraint or calmness that you need to, you know, overcome a challenge in your day. So I forget where I read this, but it was about something about parenting and, you know, when your kids aren't listening, when your kids are in a tantrum and you feel yourself kind of about to lose it, (laughs) you know, on your kid, you're just getting really, really irritated and built up about to be beyond your limit. It's important to take a deep breath and then find your child's eyes, you know, find the whites of their eyes because you will be more kind to another person, not just your child, but you'll be more kind to another person if you, when you take a deep breath and when you look at them, when you look in their eyes, it's very, very hard to, um, not have that sense, like that empathy string and that humanity when you're looking into someone's eyes. So deep intentional breathing actually helps you recenter with yourself and to help you overcome a challenge that you're having. So if you're getting overwhelmed at work or you're getting stressed out, like even if you're just in traffic and you feel yourself getting anxious, I know a lot of people who are get anxious when driving in the car or get anxious being in traffic. I have a hard time being in stop and go traffic because I had, you know, I was in a car accident before when I was in stop and go traffic. So that kind of like brings that up for me. And when I'm feeling those emotions of overwhelm and stress and anxiety, which is brought on by some type of trigger, deep intentional breathing is my way out of it. And even just throughout the day, I've noticed that I'm more often, you know, taking deep breaths, like a deep inhale and then exhale. And I repeat that, you know, five or six times. And then I kind of move forward with what's next in the day. And that's a really nice thing to be able to do when maybe you can't do some of these things on other things on the list. Maybe you can't go out and take a walk or whatnot. This is just a nice something for you to have. Even if you're in the shower, you can just do some deep intentional breathing in there. So I think it's kind of starting to become a go-to activity for me, but I also think it's an overlooked activity that um, we could all take more advantage of, I'll say. Number three, is, and these aren't in any order. This is just how I number them. Number three is solitude. So intentional silence and solitude. And solitude improves your awareness. It boosts your intuition and it taps into your creativity. And as mothers, I think it's really hard for us to find times of solitude, like intentional solitude. So I don't mean the time that you may get when, you know, the kids are at, you know, way at, maybe they're out of practice and you're at home and you decide, oh, I'm just going to clean the house or, you know, get some, some chores done or some tasks done or some planning. Like with me, sometimes I'll take that time to work on content or do things for my business. But when you actually say, okay, I'm going to use this time for solitude, you go into a quiet place, you, you know, turn everything off and you just sit. And it's not even that you are planning to go into a meditation, but you're just sitting. 
you're just you're just sitting um like i said it improves your awareness and it really boosts your in intuition and you're able to deal with thoughts as they come in and out if you want to or just ignore them and just sit and just be okay Number four is listening to a podcast or an audiobook. <clears throat> we spend a lot of time talking with our children, you know, answering their never ending questions and defining things in ways that they can understand. By listening to podcasts specific to a subject that actually interests you, when you do that, you get some time for critical thinking and you get, you know, time for your intellectual wellness. And you also get <clears throat> that adult time that a lot of us are, are sometimes pining for because we spend so much time with our children and spend so much time in non-adult conversation. Uh, that's one of the, the benefits to me of when I go into work, I'm, I go into the office now and having conversations with adults it brings something i don't even know what the word would be brings something into my life it's a nice it's a nice change <clears throat> and it reminds me that i'm interesting you know i have important things to talk about that don't that aren't about being a mother and that don't just attribute to teaching my daughter new things. Uh, the next one is to play a solo game. So, <clears throat> or a game or a puzzle. So you do a word search or play solitaire. It's nice to get the mind focused on other things to give your mind a break from worrying and, and planning. Activity six is walking. So I love walking indoors and outside. In five to 10 minutes, you can get your blood pumping. You can gain energy to push through the rest of your day. Of course, when the weather is nice, it's great to be out in the sun. So you get time in nature for your spiritual wellness and a physical wellness boost. And my last activity suggestion <clears throat> for this week is journaling. So journaling is a great way to organize your thoughts. You can set your intentions for the day in the morning and or decompress from the day at night. <clears throat> you can write a sentence or a paragraph, whatever feels natural to you in the moment. So remember, there's nothing wrong with being busy. <clears throat> it's sometimes hard to get away from. So be sure to schedule some time being busy with some activities that bring you joy. And don't forget to schedule in rest. Sitting for five minutes on the couch or lying down on the bed can just be the special break you need to break up your day. So again, thank you for being so patient with me while I figure out what's going on with <clears throat> this cough and, you know, pushing through how it's like I'm struggling to talk and drinking all this water. I always appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you very, very soon. To learn more about Back to You in 5, visit backtoyouin5.com or follow at Back to You in 5 on Instagram 
where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.